The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. So many injuries. Oh, what a bummer. Week eight. Well, you know, when you don't get any bye weeks, you get a lot of players playing. You get a lot of players getting hurt. It's kind of unfortunate. But uh, by my count, we had five quarterbacks start a game and leave it early with an injury. Kirk Cousins, Kenny Pickett, Tyrod Taylor, Desmond Ritter, and Matthew Stafford. This was a brutal, brutal week for quarterbacks and maybe some long-term injuries as well. Kirk Cousins potentially with a torn Achilles. Welcome. Hope you all had a good Sunday and a good weekend. Uh, I'm Adam Azer. I am testing the limits of how many peanut butter cups the human body can eat this weekend. I am uh, really, really going hard at the Halloween candy before Halloween even starts. Heath Cummings is here. Dave Richard is here. Oh, man, Dave, I know you're in a bad mood. You hate injuries. This is not the week for Dave. No. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Uh, You know what, Heath? I think I'd like to start with the positive note, uh, positive note today, okay? First of all, who's the highest scorer? At any position in PPR, and uh, who's the biggest winner? I don't know who the highest scorer at any position in PPR is, but I I said right before the show it was hard for me to choose winners because there were so many of them. But I think that like the biggest winner and the best story has to be Will Levis, like to come out in your debut and just dropping bombs, laser show, and it was only like twenty nine attempts, threw for two hundred and seventy yards or whatever. Um, absolutely outstanding performance. I don't know when Ryan Tannehill is healthy if they can even go back to him now. So they got the Thursday game, right? So that's kind of an easy way to uh, be like, yeah, take another week off. I think they're Thursday at Pittsburgh. Yeah, Thursday at Pittsburgh or Tennessee. Will Levis is 8% rostered. He scored 34.6 fantasy points against the Atlanta Falcons, who have been very good against quarterbacks at Pittsburgh on Thursday and hopefully getting another start. And he got uh, DeAndre Hopkins going as well. So, of course, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, the highest scorer, Dave, you have a guess? Highest scorer? Don't have a guess. It's a wide receiver. The under Hopkins. I think sheeps say Bob, whatever a lamb says. CeeDee Lamb uh, oh, is, yeah. is your highest lamb. scorer with uh, 12 catches, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. Where's Hopkins? Hopkins isn't far from that. He just only had four. No, catches. and then A.J. Brown's up there, too. Those are the big three. Yeah, Hopkins only had four catches compared to eight, uh, compared to twelve for Lamb, eight for AJ Brown. Those are your top three wide receivers. Your top quarterback this week was Sam Howell. What? Howell in the hell did that happen? Thirty-eight points for Sam Howell. Uh, Dave, who's your biggest winner? Biggest winner is Dak Prescott, who overcame 
I think it was four sacks over the first five plays of the game. Something crazy like that, where the Rams were just constantly harassing him, taking him down to the ground. He started to move around a little bit more. And then, like, he, he turned into Superman. I just see, well, it was CeeDee Lamb who turned into Superman, but he was throwing to Superman. But just an awesome display. Uh, I, I think Dak just got into the flow of the game, just moving around the pocket, moving out of the pocket, and just absolutely destroyed this Rams defense. This game was over at halftime, basically. Yeah. Um, the, the injury to Matthew Stafford played a role, and but I don't know if the Rams are really going to get back into it, even if Stafford had played. Just a masterful performance from Dak Prescott. And in a week where so many quarterback injuries happen, Dak stands out as someone that I think fantasy managers – you're going to be thrilled to have him, even if you didn't start him. You're just going to be happy to have a guy who's A, healthy, and B, playing like this in an offense that finally looked like what we thought it would look like, save for its run game. That They had the same number of passing touchdowns today that the Rams had allowed this season before oh, today. Wow. Four. Great stat. Yeah, Dak Prescott with 36 points, 304 yards. He also had 19 rushing yards. He had 40 rushing yards in his previous game before the bye. And they were missing their left tackle, Tyron Smith. They're at Philadelphia next week. And I don't know if that's a good matchup or a bad matchup. You have to ask Philadelphia which which one, which one defense wants to show up each week. But you could see a shootout like we had on that Thursday night game, I think it was. Or it was a Saturday, whatever it was, a primetime game. Uh the Eagles Cowboys last year it was Minshew versus uh, Dak, and it was it was a bonanza. All right, uh, you know, before we go to the winners, I mean the losers. Heath said something about five minutes ago on a different show we were recording. We were, we were recording a Kirk Cousins video. He said, "I'll just say it: tight end is deep." And I want to explore that, Heath. You think tight end's deep, huh? Because I saw a question about Trey McBride in the chat. He had a huge game, so I'm thinking, all right, is tight end deep? What do you think? It absolutely is. Trey McBride, Dalton Kincaid, welcome to the party. Those guys are top 10 tight ends rest of season. And I want to say something else. I, I, we don't, I don't talk enough about the things that we have on CBS Fantasy. And something new that I've done this year that comes out on Fridays so it doesn't get quite as many eyeballs is the stash report. And it's guys who you can stash in the weekend because they're going to be huge waiver wire guys to, in the future. Trey McBride's been a staple of the stash report and was was on there highlighted this week. Um, absolutely love what I saw from him. This is something that Cardinals have done all season long is a ton of targets to the tight ends and that their offensive coordinator comes from Kevin Stefanski. Correct, Dave? Who is this? Wasn't it the, the Cardinals? Offensive. Uh, yeah, I think he, he worked with Stefanski last which, year, which is a, a had, who has had one of the highest tight end target rates over the past half a decade. Um, generally around 27%. We talked about it last week. McBride, top five in both yards per route run and targets per route run. And then we saw the expanded role happen here. It's abs- The position is absolutely deep. David Njoku's back. <laughs> uh, 10 catches for 95 yards and a touchdown for Trey McBride. He's your number one tight end in PPR right now. Kittle two, Hawkinson three, Kincaid four, and Njoku, uh, Njoku and Kittle basically uh, tied. Uh, oh, Josh Dobbs is going to start next week at Cleveland. Just seeing this now. So that, all right. It doesn't mean you can't start McBride. I mean, Cleveland's Cleveland, but uh, Baltimore's Baltimore, right? Baltimore's great defense, and McBride just had uh, 25 fantasy points against them 25 and a half. Uh, all right. T- biggest loser, Dave. Who's the biggest loser from today's game? Well, the, the real biggest loser is going to be the Minnesota Vikings, but I'll save that for Heath because he sent it in first. But I'll, I'll go along that same line and say the LA Rams. 
Uh, it doesn't sound like it's too good for Matthew Stafford. Uh, Sean McVay really wouldn't talk about it much during his press conference. But then when he was on with, uh, I guess, the Rams radio after the game, he I guess he does like a little segment with them. He said that it wasn't looking too good. And no offense to Brett Rippon, but this offense just isn't going to be the same. This passing game isn't going to be the same. You saw it for a half against the Cowboys. It's not going to be the same without Matthew Stafford there. I don't know if it's a season ender or if it's going to be something that just sidelines him for four weeks, but it, it this is not going to be a good finish to the year for Cooper Cup and Puku and Nakua. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, I guess we'll react to that because we're going to talk a lot about Minnesota and what this injury means to all of their pass catchers, but we'll react to that when we get more updates on, uh, on Stafford, but that's, that stinks for sure. Uh, Heath, who's your biggest loser? The Vikings. Um, only because they had so much more to lose than the Giants. Um, because they're, they're on the losers list as well. We'll talk about them later, but yeah, going from Kirk cousins and this offense that was like 300 yards passing almost every single week. And the, the amount of fantasy production that comes from that for TJ Hawkinson, for Jordan Addison, even the, the potential for Alexander Madison or Cam Akers if he's taking that job over, for Justin Jefferson when he gets back. Like that's all just been cut. I don't know if it's been cut in half, but it's been it's it's really gonna be tough. I think you probably still start Hawkinson as a low end starter this week. There's a decent chance I'm going to have Addison as a, a low end, probably a number three wide receiver type until Jefferson gets back. Um, but this, like, I, again, and I, I, I said this to you a little earlier in the evening, Adam. This is the guy who was Pukunakua's quarterback, and we didn't think very much about Pukunakua coming in. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Jaron Hall will surprise us. Maybe he will be somewhat adequate. Listen, we, with the Matthew Stafford thing. Like, what's the level of acceptable play at quarterback now? It's not, there's not going to be 20 wide receivers who have good quarterbacks. Yeah. No, I, th- I think they want Nick Mullins to be the quarterback, by the way. But he's on IR, correct? They, they think they could get him back, maybe not next week, but soon after. Kevin O'Connell talked about that after the game. And he, like, he's fine. He, right. Like, as far as backup quarterbacks go, yeah. he's, he's, he's well, okay on the backup QB scale. I don't know that on he's the starting that, QB scale. He is not, not very good. Well, but we don't. That's what I was saying is the scale. Like I put out a tweet this afternoon. Rank Sam Howell, Gardner Minshew, Jordan Love, um, Zach Wilson. And like we've got like half the quarterbacks in the league. You don't we don't think grade very well on the starting quarterback scale. Right, right. But but I think let, let's talk. Who are the wide receivers in fantasy that are studs? That are you know top ten. Do any of them have bad? Devonte Adams. Well, he hasn't even been that good. I mean, he was. You what? know, he's having a disappointing year. I don't know where he ranks among wide receivers right now, but like I love Devonte Adams. He's basically quarterback proof. I I think let's see what happens tomorrow, but I think he's fine with Garoppolo. But I don't necessarily think he's fine if they had Brian Hoyer. You know, I, I don't know that he'd be a must start under those circumstances. Probably right. You know, I'm just wondering. I, I just, I just think like with Nakua and Cup, you're never even thinking about taking them out of your lineup. But with Addison at this point, you, he would be a must start. I don't, I don't know if I feel that way anymore. It, well, obviously, I don't know the Stafford injury, but uh, Heath, I, I brought my my theory to you on the video that we just did. My two round theory. 
Right. You take a stud receiver like Justin Jefferson, you give him a backup quarterback. If he was a first-round pick, he's going to play. You downgrade him two rounds. He's going to play like a third-round pick. Uh, it's just totally just like nonsense. But I do feel like that, you know, let me give the numbers again. Devontae Adams, after Aaron Rodgers got hurt in 2017, is one of the closest comparisons, I think, that you can get to Justin Jefferson right now losing Kirk Cousins. And he got... Um, what was it? I said the name earlier? What was the name again of the quarterback? Uh, Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley. Hundley. Yep. Devontae Adams was on pace for 98 catches, 1,160 yards, which is very low for him, and 11 touchdowns on 144 targets. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson right now lost Aaron Rodgers. He's on pace for 95 catches, 1,139 yards, five touchdowns on 165 targets. These are good players with a lot of catches, but they're not what they used to be. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like Jefferson, first round, I think Jefferson's going to be like a top 30 overall kind of player, not top one, <laughs> not top five. But if Cooper, and I probably would feel the same way about Cup and, and Puka, but it's just a guess. I have no idea because, like I said to you, not every backup quarterback is the same. Some are a lot better than right. others. And we'll see. It's a, it's a lot of speculation right now. Um, but if you were going to trade, let me, let me offer you some Jeff, Justin Jefferson trades right now. Calvin Ridley for Justin Jefferson. You have Jefferson. Are you hitting accept or reject? I offer you Calvin Ridley. I'll take it. Yeah. Um. Okay, Christian Kirk. I'll take it. What? If I'm taking Kirk, I'm, I'm certainly taking Jeff. Kirk, or yeah. Really, I'm taking Kirk. Well, you know how people react to one game. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I'll keep him. Keep Jefferson. Dave, yep. keeping Jefferson? Keeping Jefferson. Um, how about, how about, uh, Raheem Mostert or Justin Jefferson? I think I'll keep Jefferson there too, because I believe the A-chan window opens next week. Yeah. Maybe one, one more, more week. One more game. He's out. One more game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the Rams, you know, the who Vikings should are- say that Jefferson can't do what Ridley's been doing. The difference is that you can have Ridley now. Versus Jefferson, uh, does this change the calculus in Jefferson's mind? Maybe now he doesn't want to come back so soon. Team's not going anywhere. A week ago, I thought that they were going places. I thought that they'd be a wild card team. Yeah. Starting quarterback goes down. I, you know who knows? I, I don't know. We can't say. But that, that's the thing is like it. We, it's going to depend the level of quarterback play they get, obviously. But like they're at Atlanta next week, then against the Saints, then the Broncos and the Bears, like. I don't think they're out of it without Kirk Cousins. Yeah, for sure. And they're four and four right now. All right. Uh, so just to promote uh, Sportsline for you here, we got some great stuff on Sportsline.com. Please check it out. Use the promo code Heath or use the promo code Richard if you want to support Heath or Dave. And it doesn't really matter. You get the first month for a dollar, and uh, and then after that, I think it's nine ninety nine. It's an absolute bargain for terrific fantasy content, terrific gambling content. Just go check it out, and you're gonna love it. The big news, all right, so we'll, we'll just repeat a lot of the stuff we've already said, but catch up on some of the things we didn't. Kirk Cousins reportedly tore his Achilles. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, Jaron Hall took over, and again, they may not be going with him. Patrick Mahomes, pardon me. Patrick Mahomes played with the flu, which I spelled F-L-U-E in my notes. I don't know what that's all about. And he also may have hurt his hand. I don't think in a, in a way that he's going to miss time. But Patrick Mahomes was terrible. He scored less than six points today. He had never, before today, he had never lost a divisional road game. That is the most incredible thing. <laughs> like, it's more impressive than the Super Bowls. 
They had beaten the Broncos uh, six, 16 no. straight times. I, I know that too. It's 16 more, straight times. It's not more impressive than the Super Bowls, but it's unbelievable. The first divisional road loss of Mahomes' career. And yes, yeah, 16 straight wins against the Broncos snapped. Kenny Pickett left with injured ribs. Mitch Trubisky took over. And we know Wait. he can probably he could probably do what Pickett's done, right? 100%. Yeah. Right down to the interceptions. Yeah. Tarod Taylor left in the second quarter. Tommy DeVito came in and I, what did he throw for negative one yard? Yeah, we had more yards passing than Tommy DeVito. The uh, the Giants threw for seven yards, not including the sacks. Seven gross. Net was like negative nine. Um, but Daniel Jones, I, I think they're looking at week 10 for him. So next week it could be Tommy DeVito at the Raiders. Desmond Ritter left the game, was evaluated for a concussion, for concussion, cleared protocol, and stayed on the bench for Taylor Heineke. It's exactly, pretty much exactly what happened uh, with Deshaun Watson last week. And I think Arthur Smith said he was being cautious with him. Yes, he said we didn't take him out for performance issues. Okay. He admitted after the game that he prefers to be conservative when it comes to medical decisions, which might explain what happened with, with uh, Bijan last week. Except why would he get a carry on the last series of the game when they're just trying to run the clock out? That's not conservative with a guy who's not healthy. Them win. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did say there was a reason for it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ritter, Heineke, we'll see what happens there. But Heineke is, is interesting. Last year, he averaged uh, 7.2 yards per attempt with, the, with Washington. Like his pace wasn't great, but he barely threw the ball with Washington. Uh, you know, now he's with Atlanta. So uh, Matthew Stafford hurt his thumb in the second quarter. Kendrick Bourne scored a touchdown, but he left in the second half. He's going to have an MRI on his knee. That's Kendrick Bourne. Devontae Parker left with a head injury. Darren Waller left in the second quarter with a hamstring injury. Jalen Hurts did not leave, but he was noticeably limping, and he barely ran the ball in this game, which, if that lingers, might bode well for Devontae Smith. I mean, they have Dallas next week and then a bye, but Hurts really not able to run, and then he didn't even convert on the tush push, and then they ran a trick, I wouldn't call it a trick play, but a, a run to DeAndre Swift out of that formation, and Swift scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Drake London left we in the... we got to figure out a name for that play. If that's not the tush push, is that the bun run? As you go around the bun. That's nice. I just thought of that. That is very nice. Uh, Drake London left in the third quarter with a groin injury. Any updates on that? I've got nothing. Nothing after the game from Arthur Smith. I saw Deontay Johnson left, but I think he's fine. Apparently, he was mad at the referees. He came back in and then complained about the refs after the game. I saw Cortland Sutton holding his shoulder in the fourth quarter. And Kansas City linebacker Willie Gay left in the second half. They're already down Nick Bolton. Uh, how about a quick look at the waiver wire, fellas? Trey, Mc, Trey McBride. Yay. Anyone else? That's the guy. Here comes McBride. <laughs> um, obviously, in, in 2QB and Superflex, Will, Will Levis gotta be, should have already been rostered in those leagues. But nef- definitely has to be now. Um, probably going to be... Um, is Minshew going to be the top streamer this week, Dave? He was the top streamer for me for week nine this past week. Remember, yep. when we talked about waiver quarterbacks on Tuesday, um, I, I didn't think there was a guy that was worth picking up. I don't know if people really needed to pick up a quarterback. So my focus immediately went to who can we pick up for week nine and week 10? And so every league where I had Goff or Trevor Lawrence or Brock Purdy, I picked up Gardner Minshew to have him ready to go for his matchup against Carolina. Um, 
Yeah, I think Derek Carr, 65% rostered. He'll get the Bears. That's in a shallower league. You could look at him. Uh, Cam Akers is about 55% yeah, rostered, I, something like 57%. I want to bring up Akers. I got into a brouhaha with somebody on Twitter over Akers, and I he actually ran well to start the game, body surfed his way for a touchdown uh, against Green Bay, and then only three snaps in the second half. I thought that that was a little strange. But Madison's really not doing anything. It's a matter of time before Akers takes over. So oh, he might be know. one of the best stash running backs. I'm not sure. If I, he's I think, okay. I think it's just a matter of time until if it's already if it hasn't already happened, until they split in a very annoying way, and neither of them right. is going to be any good. It looked like they rotated series to begin the game, and then just in the second half, I don't know the reason why Akers only played three snaps. Uh, and by the way, Madison, but if he's Madison, okay. Sorry to cut you off. If, if he's okay, I think he'll eventually be the main guy. Madison still hasn't scored a touchdown on the ground, a rushing touchdown, and Akers scored one today. All right, so that's an early look at your waiver wire there, and uh, no big injuries, I guess, at the running back position as of now. Oh, knock on uh, Pop, Pop Douglas, Demario Douglas. Okay. If both Parker and Bourne are out, he led the team with seven targets, and they get to play Washington next week. And he's like the only receiver that's got like quick twitch. Any juice at all, yeah. Any the there's just no juice, right? Kendrick Bourne has some, but it's not not like Pop Douglas. All right, we're gonna do some buy or sell when we come back about DeAndre Hopkins, Tony Pollard, Jahan Dotson, Trevor Lawrence. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. You know, someone earlier in the chat said, uh, Dave, it looks like the duck is biting you. So uh, watch watch that. <laughs> Is that is that is that Scott White's? It is. Well, it's our department stuck. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's do some buy or sell. Welcome back. If you wonder, what are we talking about? Check out check out the video. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today, although the duck is gone now. So um DeAndre Hopkins is a stud again. He was 31% started, four catches, 128 yards, three touchdowns against the Falcons, gets Pittsburgh next week, and they really struggle against outside wide receivers. Calvin Ridley today. Uh DeAndre Hopkins is a stud again. Buy or sell. I kind of want to buy it because I I, I like the arm strength from Will Levis. I like that he's willing to take these shots downfield. And it's not just Pittsburgh that's in his future. It's Tampa Bay after that, Jacksonville after that, Carolina after that, and then Indy. These are teams that are pretty good against the run, not so good against the pass. And I, I, I no, Will Levis is not going to be like a dynamo for fantasy football, but he knows, he, he knew who to throw to against Atlanta and he, he went to town with DeAndre Hopkins. So I, it should be encouraging. I feel like a fool. 
I told the whole world to sit DeAndre Hopkins. I sat DeAndre Hopkins in a lot of leagues where I had yep. him. But uh, you, you should be a little more encouraged. He's a winner this week. Man, when, when Cortland Sutton had zero fantasy points, like in the third quarter of that game against the Chiefs, I think in two different leagues, I sat DeAndre Hopkins for Cortland Sutton, um, which felt super good. So, yeah, Dave, totally, totally felt like a, a dummy on that one right there with you. The nice thing was it wasn't like there was anybody who was advocating for him. So right, yeah. um, I, I will sell that he's a stud again, but I will buy that he's a start this week. I'm watching these. Uh, I'm watching the Will Levis highlights right now, and I'm just—it's—he's just so exciting. The way he's so willing to just heave the ball downfield. All right, uh, how about buy or sell? Tony Pollard with his 12 carries for 53 yards and one catch for two yards and a blowout win of the Rams. Tony Pollard is no longer a must-start running back, and by the way, they're at Philadelphia next week. Sell. So. I. I just I think I'm going to have a hard time coming up with 24 other running backs that I would start ahead of Tony Pollard. So I think I'll sell that too. All right, but now, yeah, if, are if you amend it to say an RB1, I think it's easy to say that he's not an RB1 anymore. The the, the idea of a must start running back, like we were talking about this this morning, Adam, like if yeah. a guy ranks 15th, is he a must start running back? Well, Seems kind of weird to say if there's guys who were drafted in the seventh and eighth round who and like six of them who are ahead of him. Um, I think right. he's right in that Josh Jacobs range where you're probably still starting the Derrick Henry range. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's that's an important distinction. When I say must start, I am not talking about a top twenty-four running back who was in the top twenty-four this week. You know, guys like Daryl Henderson and Gus Edwards was there, but yeah, great game for him. I but I wouldn't say he's a must start. I think you know what a must start. What I mean by must start is a stud. Okay, and, and Tony Pollard, I think, for fantasy purposes, I don't know. That Clearly we, not a stud. Yeah. Not a stud, but he's going to get that chance to be one against the Giants and the Panthers after the game against Philadelphia. Yeah. So he'll have a couple of games where he should be able to get going, and hopefully he cares through. It stinks to see the Cowboys put up as many points as they did. Right. And Pollard doesn't even have 10 PPR points. And All there right. was one play that I remember watching where he had a lane. And he just didn't explode through it like we're used to seeing. So something's not right. Okay, let's go to our next one. Buy or sell. Jahan Dotson is back, baby. Eight catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets against the Eagles. Jahan Dotson is back, comma, baby. I wish there was something even kind of predictable about Sam Howell and <laughs> his 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 really his greatness or his absolute terrible play. Um but I'm going to not buy it. I did not drop Jahan Dotson really just about anywhere because you know how attached I was to him coming into the year. And I'll tell you, I almost wish I had. It was almost harder to watch those points be scored on my bench. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure I had Dotson and Hopkins on one bench together. Um, I, I think that he is definitely back on fantasy rosters again. I don't know how much he got dropped, but he needs to be rostered in most leagues. He took it really hard last week. If you remember, the it was, the I guess, the last play of the game or right up to the last play of the game. Fourth and five, Howell rolls out of the pocket, threw it a little bit behind Dotson, but it hit him in the hands, and Dotson dropped it. And after the game, he was just like really, really upset with himself mm-hmm. over it, and media caught the whole thing. I, I, I think this was his answer to it, and I hope it means more. Yeah, and I also hope what we see is that the commanders are in games where they they feel co- they clearly feel comfortable with Howell, but they continue to let him throw a ton. That's part of the formula here. 
And if they do that, then I think Dotson will be okay as at least the number three receiver. So would you consider him one of the true must-adds on the waiver wire? He's uh, 48% rostered, I think, Jahan Dotson? Yeah, I would. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Buy or sell? Trevor Lawrence is droppable going into his buy. He scored 16.7. Oh, you can't. No, no way. How many quarterbacks got hurt today? Yeah, it's a good point. I um I actually that I'd already pre-planned that as my believe it or not. And so good job, Adam. We're Thank back you. to the old, the old the old ways. The old um, steal. That's why I don't pre-plan anymore. <laughs> um like he's not, but I don't know. Like I'd really like to know what but for some barometer to be set to like. After this many games, we're going to accept what Trevor Lawrence is. But look at we're going stats. to stop saying he was really good in college, but look and at so he stats. might be a great quarterback one day. This was, he played a really good game. This is so frustrating. 24 of 32 for 292 yards. You know what the difference? He threw a stupid interception in the end zone. Like, incredibly. Well, that doesn't sound like Trevor Lawrence turnover. at all. That, that not, doesn't sound like Trevor turn, Lawrence at all. He's not turnover prone. He's not. They, they, need, a, they need a red zone quarterback. I mean, it's just like, I, I don't. It's hard to figure out. His touchdown rate must be extremely low. But I don't really feel like he's been super unlucky. I mean, he's had he's had some drops in the end zone and stuff like that. But I don't know. He can't get over this, like, 18-point hump, and he didn't even get there today. It's, it's Well, part of it is that he's got a run game that's outstanding right now. And as long as that's the case, I think that you're going to see Trevor Lawrence live in this 18-point world for fantasy. And you know what? That's not a bad world to be in, given the state of quarterbacks in the NFL. It's pretty bad. Here, here's the question. <laughs> it's bad. Let's say you've got Trevor Lawrence and you've got another quarterback and you're ready to move on from Lawrence. I, do, is now the time to try and flip Lawrence to the guy that just lost Cousins? I think the answer is obviously yes. All right. You might be able to if get more for Lawrence after this week than last week because of the injury to Cousins and others that are just tired of their quarterback situation. Um, Trevor Lawrence's touchdown rate coming into this game uh, was 3.3% this year. His career touchdown rate is 3.2%. What was it last year? Last year, it was 4.3. Yeah, it's 3.3, including today's game. He's honestly not even throwing that much. I mean, they're 6-2, and two, so they're never they're not playing from behind. You know, but I, I mean, look, you go to Pittsburgh and with bad weather and you throw for 292 yards, but seven not even 17 fantasy points it's just it's just frustrating he just can't get those touchdowns all right uh let's do some winners and losers here heath's winners are zach moss will levis and joe burrow we haven't talked about joe burrow 33.6 fantasy points big game for him can we start let's start with that one heath uh joe burrow Mm -hmm. just he's back must start it's i love it too and i i caught some crap for for not liking the Bengals or saying mean things like Vegas wasn't expecting this. This they the, the the Bengals implied total was low. Burrows implied yardage was low. His touchdown total was low. The best thing about this is it's one less thing that we have to think about as fantasy analysts moving forward. Joe Burrow's back. Start your Bengals. Everything's good. Uh, Zach Moss had one fewer carry than Jonathan Taylor. Got the goal line touchdown. He's a winner. He was actually, I think also, and Dave, I don't know if you have the the snaps. I got it. 
But inside the, I think he played more like for the whole game inside the 10 yard line than Taylor. In fact, I don't know how much Taylor played in that role. And then there was something really weird that happened. I was kind of expected this to be one of the injuries that I just missed. And you guys tell me, no, Jonathan Taylor got dinged up because this was almost like a first half, second half split. Hmm. Taylor had quite a, almost all of his production came in the first half. Didn't see it. I'll check that out. Um, Four or five snaps inside the 10 for Zach Moss. Huge deal. Huge benefit for Moss. And, like, let's continue to give the guy credit. He's been awesome. The touchdown he scored was was awesome. A fantastic effort. So, yeah. I don't I don't think he's going away. He's a winner. We we all said he's going away, or fading slowly at least. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure he's going away. So, do you put both of these guys, Taylor, obviously, but is Moss a top 24 running back? I think he is during yeah. the bye weeks. But it's what Montgomery and Gibbs. If, if it's going to continue to be a split like this and we get to week 15, nobody, or even week 14, two teams on bye in week 14, is he going to qualify as a top 24 running back then? If he's still playing 50% of the snaps and getting. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Right. Like, like if that changes, I think no. But as long as the, he stays in this role, I think yes. So I, I didn't actually give the snap share. Taylor played 61%, Moss 39%, Taylor 9 of 17 on third and fourth down. So basically a 50-50 split on those. And then I already told you about Moss. In the second half, 18 of 28 snaps for Taylor, 10 of 28 for Moss. So right. it might have seemed like Moss had a lot more in the second half, but he didn't. Uh, first half, 23 of 39 for Taylor, 16 of 39 for Moss. Uh, if you've got a calculator nearby, you can get the percentages and have a lot of fun with it. Okay. Who's your last winner, Heath? Sorry. I'm, uh, oh, Will Levis. Okay. We can. We already did it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dave's winners are Dak Prescott, who we already talked about. Gus Edwards. Yeah. I hope you uh, didn't hear what I said about Gus Edwards at the end of the live stream this morning. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was. It was someone dressed as me for Halloween who said he was going to disappoint fantasy managers today. He had 80 yards and three touchdowns, and Deontay Johnson had 14 targets and eight catches. Also, Jamie is here. Hello, Jamie. Hey. All right, Dave. Talk about Gus Edwards and Deontay Johnson. I didn't think he'd score three touchdowns. I thought he'd score one and get some decent yardage with it. Well, he scored three. And a lot of it has to do with the matchup, but this is another running back that seems to have a, a, a pretty decent grip on a nice role in a good offense. He played 58% of the snaps. He had every single snap inside the 10. He only played four snaps on third and fourth down, four out of 11. The rest went to Justice Hill. He'll look pretty good too, but I think Gus is their main running back moving forward. He's not a slug. He's physically tough, and he can come through at the goal line. Yep, and he destroyed Lamar Jackson today, so we thank you for that, Gus Edwards, with your three touchdowns, you vulture. Deontay Johnson, All right, so are we back and forth? Who's going to be the better one rest of the season? Pickett, Johnson, Pickett, Johnson? What do you think? It, it, a lot of it will come down to how Kenny Pickett's doing. I think that Johnson is better for Trubisky, and Trubisky will lean on him more, but Johnson should have had a touchdown. That came from Pickett earlier in the game. Uh, he was wide open in the end zone. Pickett threw it a little bit behind him. When Deontay adjusted to go for it, he slipped and fell down. And then he got up and he was like, he was really upset. He really showed it because he hasn't scored in what seems like 25 years. So Deontay should still continue to get a lot of targets. It's not over for him. PPR wide receiver three at minimum. 
right, we'll go over to the losers now. Dave's losers. He already talked about how the Rams are losers with the potential for a serious Matthew Stafford injury. But he also says Jordan Love, who scored 16.6 points against the Vikings. I think it's time, not that that you guys were doing this, but I think the Vikings are just not that easy of a matchup. Um, So there's that. Uh, And then... It's not the angle I thought you were going with that. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's time to stop giving any type of hope for Jordan Love. Uh, no, but I do want to bring in Jamie since he just hasn't been here or spoken. So, Jamie, what do you think about Dave's losers, Jordan Love and Dalton Schultz? Uh, Jordan Love was bad today. Um, you know, I, I I was frustrated with some of the there, – there were a few drops in there, it felt like, as well. But he just had some, some struggles. Pollard is – man – Talk about frustrating. Ten, not even gotten ten to ten PPR points in three straight games. Yeah, um, is that and, true? You know, you, you you've seen now the the last two games that Dak Prescott has looked very good, and so is this just trending to being more of a passing team with the weapons that they have? Uh, Schultz, I mean, it was a bad day for the Texans all the way around. I don't know if I wanted to say Schultz is is a loser. They're all they were all losers. It was just awful for the Texans. I couldn't believe the way they performed. Pollard had 17 PPR right. points in week six, but three of his last four. Under- three of his last four. He had that 60-yard catch or whatever it was against the uh, right. Chargers. Absolutely saved yeah. him from being in a total disaster. I mean, it is interesting. Which, like, It just was a weird game against the Panthers, that Texans-Panthers game, and they didn't throw the ball very much, and they all struggled. So, uh, can we give Dave, can we give Schultz a pass? Give Schultz a pass. Um, maybe. Maybe we can. Can CJ but- Stroud? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't like the run game for Houston at all. I know that Damian Pierce had a touchdown uh, taken back. He was real close to scoring, but he's not great. Singletary isn't great. This is a team that if, if they thought that they were like somehow serious playoff contenders, they could try and acquire Saquon Barkley or something like that. They're not going to do it. Uh, I think this offense will revolve around Stroud, and I think that Schultz will be like a short area target and maybe a red zone guy, and he kind of goes back to that role that he had in Dallas, which wasn't bad for him. But I don't think he's a must start. I think he's a maybe start. Well, I didn't. That was one of the games um, that I didn't catch as much of yet. Why did they run anything. the? Why did they run the ball like thirty times to twenty four pass attempts? What was? I, I know it was a close game, but they've they've really let Stroud loose several times throughout the year. I, they can't run. What, why did they do this? I have no answer. I mean, the Panthers came into the game with one of the worst run defenses in football, but this team wasn't able to take advantage of it. All right, we'll take a look at Heath's losers now, and it's kind of team-oriented here. The Giants, the Vikings, who we already talked about, and Miles Sanders, who had two carries. Chuba uh, Hubbard had 15 carries for a whopping 28 yards. Uh, that was you- the strangest thing. Like, it's not even... I and my, I thought... If Miles Sanders comes out and is bad early, then Chuba's going to get a series. And if Chuba's good, then it's probably going to be his job. And that wasn't the case at all. It was already Chuba's job. They just hadn't told us <laughs> um, because he was bad and it didn't matter. They just kept giving him the ball. So they, they, there was an NFL Network report this morning that it was going to be Chuba with Sanders sprinkled in. Yeah, it, it was. It didn't work out very well or any better. But um, yeah, I, people were asking if you can drop him. I think. I'm probably going to try to hold them for another week just because they can't be satisfied with what they got out of the run game this week. Right so we'll on. see if it looks any different next week. Against the Colts and then at Chicago, Dallas after that, Tennessee after that, Tampa after that, New Orleans after that, I, I think he's droppable. 
All right. Well, the Giants. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else to say about them? Barkley. Do we know anything about how serious it is for Waller? No, Dable had no update after the game. Just like it's, I don't even you know. know. Like Saquon Barkley had 128 rushing yards, and I think he scored 15 fantasy points. Yeah, PPR. Right. Well, they had no passing game. Yeah. Like it's even a like they can't do that again. They can't give him 35 touches a game. I mean, they might just run him into the ground and say bye bye. No, look, they they are not. If they have Tommy DeVito, they might. <laughs> But they just obviously, it was a horrible situation. You got like the best defense in football against a third string quarterback who has never played before. And they just tried to, they just tried to run out the clock and it almost worked. Um, But yeah, I I don't really, there's really nothing to say. Hopefully they get Daniel Jones back or to Rod Taylor's is, they suck. Uh, Let's uh, take a, (laughs) I mean, was that, was that a good performance? Did you like that game? That was the worst. That was one of the worst games ever, ever played. It was so pathetic. Yes. And the best throw that that Zach Wilson made the entire game was five yards under thrown, and it drew a pass interference penalty that won them the game. It's just, it was perfect. And the one that set up the field goal is pretty good. Whatever. Yeah, to Lazard, I agree. Uh, the Giants are two and six. Would you be opposed to them tanking at this point? No, they Getting should. Getting whatever they can for some of the players that they... If they had won this game, they would have been, you know, they would have been in the discussion, but now they're done. So they should absolutely, they should, I mean, they said they're not going to trade Barkley, but they should. News and notes, uh, just a few more things here for the Steelers. Minka Fitzpatrick, safety left in the first quarter. Michael Wilson left late in the game for the Cardinals. He was having a pretty good game. Uh, Trey Hendrickson left in the first half for the Bengals. I don't know if, I think he, I think he came back. He did return, but I don't think he, I don't know how long he returned for because he's on my... IDP team. I don't believe he recorded any stats. Okay. Uh, I might, I might actually win IDP this week, folks. It's a, it's a miracle. Thank you, Joe Burrow for showing up. Patriots linebacker, Juwan Bentley left in the first half oh, the jets were on their third string center. Both of their top centers were hurt in this game. Uh, Washington lost an interior lineman, Ricky Stromberg. The jets also, uh, another torn Achilles for the jets. Al Woods left in the first why, quarter. Why are there so many of those happening? I don't know. People are going to blame the turf, I'm sure. Uh, Atlanta defensive tackle Grady Jarrett. Cousins was on grass. Cousins, uh, yeah. Uh, Al Woods was not. Well, it's like whatever it is there. Darius Slay left in the fourth quarter for the Eagles. Bijan Robinson scored his first touchdown, his first rushing touchdown, 13 yards out. Hey. Tennessee lost their right tackle. Cleveland cornerback Greg Newsom left in the first half, and defensive end Zadarius Smith left in the first half. And another big injury, Cam Taylor-Britt for the Bengals. He left in the third quarter. I don't know if he came back. He's a very good cornerback for them. Uh, Some almost touchdowns. Damian Pierce actually had one overturned. And then on the next play, the fullback scored. But he did give it to Damian Pierce to spike. So I think he gets three points for that. We should get, I don't, I was thinking two points. I don't know about three. That's a little (laughs) aggressive. Puka Nakua nearly made a very tough catch in the back of the end zone. It was incomplete. Uh, P.J. Walker missed Amari Cooper, not on a touchdown, but on what should have been a big play. Uh, and Sky Moore dropped a touchdown on a fourth down. And we'll take a break and come back and talk about the games, and we have a lot of them today, guys. So I don't know if we'll be able to spend quite as much time, but we'll start with Tennessee and Atlanta. Uh, or we can start with a more interesting one. But eh, we'll just start with that. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Tennessee 28, Atlanta 23. Heath, what do we got? Will Levis is going to be a top 20 quarterback rest of season. Top 20? Mm-hmm. Such high stakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I think the top 20 is relevant in a one quarterback league. Most most of our one QB leagues, the top 20 are rostered. I I guarantee you he's going to be picked up in a ton of leagues just based on all the injuries that happened to quarterbacks today. I'll believe it. I, I think that he can do it. I hope so. Yeah, top 20 I think is doable. All right. Also in this game. I'll go as far as to say top 19. How are you guys <laughs> feeling about Derrick Henry at the moment. Oh, Derrick Henry versus Bijan Robinson. Is that a, still an easy Bijan for you? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think Derrick Henry, like Will Levis, will be top 20 rest of the season. And what about Bijan? You should think about the scenario, though. Like, if Will Levis keeps this up and he's just bombs away, defenses are going to have to adjust, and that takes a defensive player out of the box against Derrick Henry. That's true. His next four touchdown game will be great for Derrick Henry. Right, right, right. Well, actually, but, but, I mean, you say that, but they won. And that means in all three of their wins, Derrick Henry has had more than 20 carries. In all four or five of their four, I think three and four, right? All four of their losses, he's had 11, 12, 13, and 15. So I don't think it's insignificant. Like, they need, they need good quarterback play to, to give him the game script that he needs. Well, they're going to be in a, in, a, in a game on Thursday. I don't think they're going to get far behind against the Steelers. So you imagine Henry's in a decent spot mm-hmm. to be from just that theory alone, have a good amount of touches. Dave far behind by Candlebox, Like it? No, really? No, it's a great song. Come on, Dave. You're better than that. Uh, Dallas 43 Rams 20 Heath. The Rams do not have a must start player in week nine. Against Green Bay, is it? At Green At Bay. At Green Bay, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's four teams on a bye. I, I can't imagine yeah. anybody mentioning Cooper Cup or Putin Nakua, no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah. You agree with that, Heath? I mean, I don't think that I'm gonna have I'm not gonna have in my top fifteen, probably. So I like there will be I think there'll be instances where one of them might get one of them's gonna be bad, probably. Well I don't know which one Rippin's gonna support. Yeah, I, I think so. But if they're not in your top 15 and they're still in your top 24, I think there are most people are still starting them with, again, the teams that are on a bye. Yeah, there, I, think, I think there's a difference between a must-start and most people are still starting them. 
the this was a very out of character game for CD Lamb. Fourteen targets. Uh, he's he had one game with thirteen targets. Other than that, it's seven or fewer. Twelve catches. I think was a career high. One hundred fifty eight yards, two touchdowns. He had been a little disappointing, if we're being honest here, going into this game. So just ride it out, enjoy the fun, or try to sell high on CD Lamb. I mean, we had this squeaky wheel game last time that they played against the Chargers when he had seven targets mm-hmm. and seven catches over 100 yards. I mean, this is this was the point last year coming off their bye week where he just had a monster stretch of games. And I know I said the Dak Prescott stat off a of bye. CeeDee Lamb, also in his career, has either your touchdown or 100 yards in every game after a bye as well. That continued today. So I'm not selling CeeDee Lamb. It's hard to sell him. It is his third game this year with over 15 PPR points, though. Right. Okay. Would you rather have right now Cup and Nakua or CD Lamb? Lamb. Lamb. Okay. Carolina fifteen, Houston thirteen. And that's entire like, we, I I, th- I should clarify that like we think Stafford's going to miss some time, some serious time. Right. Like if he misses one week, then I don't actually want CD Lamb over Cup and Nakua. Correct. 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 Okay. Curry, yes, correct. <laughs> uh, Houston and Carolina. Carolina is on the board with a win. 15-13 Panthers. Game-winning field goal, which they had to kick like six times. Yeah, and what even matters in this game? Um, like, we're just giving CJ Stroud and Nico Collins and every, all the rest of the Texans a free pass for this game, believe it or not. It was a weird game. They didn't throw that many yeah. passes. It'll be fine. The real Texans were the team before the bye. They'll play better. So I, I think just given the scenario, again, four teams on, you know, you're down Cousins. You you, you take C.J. Stroud over the crap that's out there. You know, so, so if he's on somebody's bench, you can make a cheap trade coming off this disappointing game. I would do so. And Nico, yeah, I think Nico will be fine. You know, is he going to be a top 12 receiver? Or in, in your case, if we're qualifying only top 15 as must-star guys, no. But he'll be a starter, I think, in most fantasy leagues, though. Let's have three games for Tank Dell with fewer than seven fantasy points. Or no, for, sorry, for Nico Collins. So he had seven today. So three games out of seven with seven or fewer fantasy points. But yeah, 24 pass attempts was very low for C.J. Stroud. Right. And the first two weeks of the season, he was over 40 pass attempts per game. Since then, one game with more than 30 pass attempts. So I think we're getting a flavor of what the Texans really want to do with him, and that's not overwork him. Uh, also, Noah Brown led the team in receiving, so he had five targets. Kind of annoying. Uh, on the other side of the ball, another good game for Adam Thielen, and that's that's basically all you need to know. Eight catches, 72 yards. That's actually a bad game for Adam Thielen, which is incredible. Uh, Jacksonville 20, Pittsburgh 10. You should try to buy high on Travis Etienne going into his bye week. Sure. That's a, that's what you, Dave's looking at me like. Why would you? Yeah, I I just I who. If you have Etienne on your team, I don't know what you'd want in exchange for him. Yeah, you say buy high, like which which Etienne manager, unless they're stuck, like the the scenario of they need to get a win this week. Is trading him? Oh, right. I think that's exactly what you're looking for. Cousins and Matthew Stafford as their quarterbacks. That's exactly the point, Heath. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. A team that's sitting there at three and five with with Travis Etienne. See if you can get him. Right. It's not a bad idea. It's it's a great idea, actually. 
Um, does anybody care that he's averaging like less than four yards per carry this season? <laughs> yeah, that's killing his uh, fantasy production. It's not, but it's like he's at three point nine. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, okay, let's see. Christian well, got, got a little, little nerve wracking when he left games. the game briefly, and then Tank Bigsby fumbled again. He did leave the game briefly. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Ridley six catches for eighty three yards on ten targets. Christian Kirk four catches for forty six yards on five targets. Jamie, what are we supposed to make of this? And who do you like better going forward as they go into their bye, Ridley or Kirk? Still Kirk. I think this is a good sell-high opportunity because who knows what you're going to get from Calvin Ridley. They still don't run the offense the right way. It's still too much of a lot of horizontal stuff as opposed to being vertical. Their vertical passing game today was Travis Etienne. Like That tells you where they're at right now with how they're using their receivers. So it was good to see Ridley play like this. This was a good spot for him. You know, I, I, I know I wrote that even though I had him as the bust alert and starts it that this could be a game where he does have some bounce back potential because the Steelers secondary is so bad, but you're not going to have him during the bye week. There could be somebody that's still buying into the name um, and wants to say that this is the, the, the Calvin Ridley that you'll get moving forward, which it could easily be. This isn't a huge game for him, but just the, the, the sample size that we have, he's just not living up to what we saw in that week one game. There's good and there's bad. He had a deep post for 26 yards early in the game on a third down. That was great. It was a good throw, too. And then the bad, he he was in the end zone. He was, like, triple covered. Lawrence threw it to him. So he's – a bad drop, too. He's, he did. So he's vertical. They use him vertically. I wonder if they try and figure out ways to unlock him a little bit more during the bye. I was kind of hoping he'd have a bad game so that I could buy low on him coming out of the box. I was not hoping he had a bad game. I'm sick and tired of Calvin Ridley having bad games. Uh, I hope he stinks. No, I mean, no, I, I get it. No, I want to have try a lot and get Cal- him back on some of my teams. You didn't have a lot of Calvin Ridley, but for the people who do have a lot of Calvin Ridley, Dave, we were tired of him having bad games. Um, well, are you, so you're thrilled with 14.3. Yeah, I mean. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. what he's been, absolutely. You should be, yeah. It was a good game. I'll take it. All right. I think uh, it might be better after the bye. I want to point out about. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Palmer. Yep. Yeah. All right. We don't react. We don't do Sunday night reactions on the show. Najee Harris had five catches. I just want to point out three yeah. of them came on the last possession of the game and they were down 20 to 10. So just keep that in mind. I don't, I, I don't think you want to buy into the catches so much there. Minnesota 24, Green Bay 10. I think we have said everything we need to say about Minnesota. So let's get a Green yes. Bay one. And they even with sorry. four teams on a bot. Yep. I just want to point out Green Bay only had the ball for 23 minutes, 38 seconds in this game. Go ahead. Even with four teams on a bye, no Packers should rank as starters this week. They're facing the yeah, Rams. I can buy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even what a disgusting. Against the Rams. I- AJ Dillon have more targets today than Aaron Jones? He did. AJ Dillon no, led the, the same amount. AJ Dillon led, amount. led the team in receiving. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. Jane Reed did. Oh, damn it! I'm sorry. Jane Reed did. did he he might have at some point. Sorry, but he did. Uh, Dillon, fifty-three percent of the snaps. Aaron Jones, forty-eight percent. I believe that's more for Jones than last week. They both had four snaps out of eight inside the ten. Dillon played more on third and fourth downs. Okay. That's, that's it. Do we have to hang ugly, on to Christian ugly. Watson, or would anybody consider dropping Christian Watson? Ninety-six percent rostered. I think if you saw him on your waiver wire, you'd probably pick him up, depending on who's on your bench. But in a ten-team league, is he a must-roster guy? Probably not. 
I think that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, what percentage of our leagues are eight or ten team leagues? And those, I believe, a lot of ESPN leagues are ten team leagues. So he's probably yeah. dropped in those leagues. The Yahoo too. Uh, Miami thirty one, New England twenty seven, and the Patriots only had the ball for twenty four minutes and five seconds. Uh, what do you got for this one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. you, believe it or not, you're running out of time to sell Raheem Mostert. Yep, I believe it. I think he ran out of time. Think, but too late. The touchdown yeah, didn't I mean, save look, you. He's been bad the last two games, and you know, a chance coming. I don't think I don't think you've run out of time to trade him away. I think you've run out of time to trade him away and get a king's ransom for him. So, would you, as a, if you're the three and five Travis Etienne manager, and you got to win this week, would you take Raheem Mostert and um, no. I don't Puka know Nakua, <laughs> knowing oh, that that's no. And right now, no, no, no. but if Puka, Puka but... has a miraculous recovery, then maybe, yeah. All right, would you take? Would you take? Uh, would you take Raheem Mostert and Mike Evans? You got to win this week. For Etienne, I mean, no. I mean. I would be trying to shop for a better offer, but I think it's, yeah, you have to consider it. Okay. Brandon Ayuk. Right in that same oh, no, range. Never mind, yeah. never mind, never mind. I'd rather have Evans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to. Uh, what do you guys think about Ramondre Stevenson right now? <laughs> my my sentiments exactly. Dude, how is Josh Palmer on one leg faster than me on two legs? <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Uh, okay. Um, just when you buy into Ramondre Stevenson. All right. Well, hopefully Kendrick Bourne is okay. I'm guessing he's going to miss a little bit. I think bit it's an time. MCL injury. I don't think he's okay. Yeah. It, the, the thing with Ramondre is why do they go away from him in the passing game? It's so stupid. There's no, no rhyme or reason. All right. Uh, by the way, Jalen Waddle, another another big game. He's really come around. I know he had only six for sixty three in the last game, but he played less than half the snaps. Uh, but actually, the yardage had still been really low. So this was a good game for him. Seven ca- seven catches, one hundred twenty one yards, and a touchdown on twelve targets. Philadelphia is at uh, Philadelphia lost. No, they beat Washington. Sorry, they won. They won thirty eight thirty one. Washington always gives them a game, but they won. Heath, what do we have from this one? Um, well, you already did Jahan Dotson. There's not much to say about the Eagles, I don't think. Uh, Logan Thomas is is a week. You just need to start Logan Thomas. Just start him on a weekly basis. You're gonna have bad games like every tight end, but he's a he's a top twelve starting tight end. He is for this week. Yeah, I I think he's a streamer still. I'm not trading for him. If he's on the waiver wire, I'm sure I'll pick him up. But I think that's that's kind of the point is like how many times could you have picked up and then dropped right. Logan Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> because this is the week that I want to start him. Oh, crap. That was three points. I'm dropping him. Here's 14 right. points. Right. I agree with he's you. He's shy. He's, yeah, he's pretty much a, a low-end starter. He's, yeah, might as well just keep him. I'd drop him for McBride, though. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I drop him for Kelsey if anybody panics after this week. <laughs> they will. Uh, what do you guys think about Devontae Smith? You know, we said it, right? Like, if there was going to high A dot guy, throw, quarterbacks throwing it down the field, nobody defends the ball. That was a beat, great call by you. Ball. Well, I mean, he's still Devontae Smith, but he only had seven targets. And how many throws for that was a little disappointing on 38 throws? He caught mm-hmm. all of them for uh, 
sorry, final numbers here for 99 yards and a touchdown. It, what do you think? Is this the start of something or is this just a, a one good week? I mean, A.J. Brown only had eight targets, so it wasn't like there was one guy just completely dominating the, the target share this week. But there's probably a good sell-high window here for him. <sighs> T. Higgins or Devontae Smith? Smith. I'll take Smith. Smith. All right. And Howell with the big game. We knew this wasn't going to be great for Robinson. Kudos to Brian Robinson for averaging six yards per carry. McLaurin is uh, locked in right now. He's been on a really nice stretch. And Dotson we'll talk about on the waiver wire show. Uh, the New Orleans 38 and the Colts 27. Dave said he had a feeling this was going to be a high-scoring game, and it really was. Saints with an 11-point win, but a good fantasy day. So, Heath, what do we have for this game? Rashid Shahid should be a waiver wire priority. No. Can't buy it. Sell. Or do not believe. Not. Do not. <laughs> no, I think that's right. But I think that he probably will show up on the uh, most added list as most guys who have 150 yards and a touchdown do. He's a good bi-week replacement receiver who is like a low-rent Gabe Davis. You know he's capable of having one or two huge plays that can make his numbers pop. But he could also give you six, four, six, zero, ten. PPR points, and those were five of his last seven games. Since I said that Gus Edwards was going to disappoint fantasy managers today, I <laughs> would like to say that you can start slot receivers against the New Orleans Saints. Josh Downs with seven catches for 72 yards. Again, this team, they, they are the worst against slot receivers in the NFL, basically. That's what my believe it or not should have been. And Michael, Michael Pittman's fantasy managers are the luckiest fantasy managers in the world. It's another game where it kind of feels like you got lucky. But you had 18 fantasy points, right? Yeah. Eight catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown on 13 targets. But again, a really, really tough matchup. <laughs> you don't have a lot of teams with outside cornerbacks like the like the Saints do. So it was one right. of those things where it's like I had to start Michael Pittman, and I was nervous about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. Thank, thank you for that touchdown. Uh, all right. Jet, we talked about the running backs earlier. If you want to listen to that, that was in Heath's winners. He called Zach Moss a winner. Jets 13, Giants 10 in the, the game of the week. Garrett Wilson is a top 12 wide receiver rest season. Nope. Yep. Nah. Top 12. Well, I mean, I with mean, the Stafford injury, that helps, right? <laughs> Cup, Cup, Nakua, and, and Jefferson probably just all passed him going the other direction. And Addison. And Addison. Probably, I wonder what he is. I don't know. I think he's going to have a touchdown problem. I think that's going to probably really limit Going him. to? He does. Exactly. Look, he, he tied his season high in PPR points today, and he needed overtime to do it. So I, I'm not saying that it's not him. He's not bad. It's the quarterback that bothers me. And for a lot of this game, he did not have great numbers. If if I thought that Zach Wilson was improving as a quarterback, I'd love to put Garrett Wilson as like a top 10 wide receiver. He's, he's not improving, but he fixed like he is definitely hyper fixated on Garrett Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's that's a beautiful thing. And it was an overtime game. And so I think you can put an asterisk on that. But I think the Jets also ran 
very, very close to their normal number of offensive plays in this game. They only had um, the ball for 25 minutes and 38 seconds. Right. They ran like 59 offensive plays. And over They were so bad. Yeah, they were really bad. So it's not like they played 80 plays, and that's why he had a good day. Does anybody agree with this commenter here? Adam is such a Jets hater. Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> really? I Because that's not true at all. I, I root for them when every week, except for this week. I, I'm a Jets guy. My brother is such a Jets fan. It, it would... Make his life if they ever won the Super Bowl. I I, I have a bunch of Jets fan friends. I'm a Jets guy. I'm not a Jets hater at all. But come on, like they, they're, they've been. These are the two worst franchises in football over like the last ten years. I think if I were a Jets hater, it'd be justified. All right, uh, let's go to our late games here. Seattle twenty. Oh, Seattle steals a game from Cleveland. Oh, very dramatic finish. JSN with the game-winning touchdown. And shocker, Seattle only had the ball for 23 minutes and 20 seconds. I can't stand that about the Seahawks but because it killed Ken Walker in this game. But Seattle 24, Cleveland 20. Kareem Hunt will be the best Browns running back rest of the season. No. No, I don't believe that. It was a three-way split today. They didn't get forward into the game plan until Friday night. Yeah. Heath, what do you do? Do you believe it or no? I, I'm afraid it's going to be a three-way split regularly. Um, but I I wouldn't be all that surprised if Kareem Hunt scores the most touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be all that surprised if Kareem Hunt catches the most passes. So I kind of do believe it. Is anybody optimistic about Geno Smith? On the surface, scoring 18 points against Cleveland is, is pretty good. Um but I, I was able to watch a lot of this game, and there were some really bad passes, and there was that bad interception to Metcalf. Both of his interceptions were bad. Uh, he nearly threw at least one other. Just mistakes, you know. But is anybody optimistic about him? No. G, no, Smith. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw some positives, too. Like, he's been throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. I don't know about in this game. You know, he's got JSNs contributing a little bit now. Um. Dave, I'm Rough sorry. Coming up. Can you look at one thing for me, Dave? I forgot to what? ask because I something I overlooked from the Saints game. I want to know: Did Taysom Hill run any routes today, or did he just go back to being the the gadget guy? He only had like one target, right? Yeah, I think so. I'll look it up, but I'm guessing he did not run many. So routes. if he if he had a target, then I think he probably ran a route. <laughs> he ran a route. <laughs> I one route. Good deduction there, Watson. Yes. Baltimore 31, Arizona 24. Um, no, I think this, this, believe it or not, the, uh, the Cardinals tight end tendency, which has been really strong this year is not, is a Josh Dobbs thing. Uh, no, it will be a Cardinals thing. It'll be a Cardinals thing. So it sticks when Kyler is back. I mean, look at this receiving core. It's, yeah. it's Marquise Brown. It's a tight end. Right. I think Marquise Brown, I don't know what to expect from Kyler, but there's a chance Marquise Brown is a big finish. Thoughts? He could. Sure. There's great track record with Kyler. A very strong statement there. He is. He's been <laughs> much better with Dobbs than I. I think most anybody thought he would be. That's also true. Very impressive. He will be the number eleven wide receiver behind Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Just in case anybody missed the way this game ended, the Cardinals were down. They were down sixteen. They scored a touchdown late, um, and they made the two-point conversion, I believe, but they were called for a penalty, and then they were back. They were 10 yards back, and they didn't get the two-point conversion, and then they recovered in an unbelievably perfect on- onside kick 
So instead of that being an eight-point game, it was a 10-point game. It had absolutely no drama. Uh, if you picked up Amari DiMercato and you started him, you did the right thing. He had 21 touches. He completely dominated, but he didn't do anything with it. He scored 7.9 non-PPR, 8.9 PPR fantasy points. Cincinnati 31, San Francisco 17. We've covered the Bengals. Anything you'd like to say about the Niners? They stink. <laughs> um, yeah. Brock Purdy's droppable in one quarterback league. On their bye week, 100%. Well, I mean, look, he'll get Trent Williams and probably Debo Samuel back. He mm-hmm. actually scored 20 points in this game, 365 yards. Got like, had a crazy play at the end of the game that was actually a penalty that was declined that really helped. I don't know. I don't think I'm uh, – if all these yeah. quarterbacks are really injured, I think I'm not dropping him. Agreed. The landscape is changing at quarterback, and his situation will improve, hopefully, after the bye. Also, can we maybe just one more game where they have to give Christian McCaffrey rushing touchdowns because he's going to break the record next week or two weeks from now? And then maybe Purdy could have some more short yardage touchdowns. Usually, if he throws them, it's the McCaffrey. It's the record for the most games in a row with a touchdown? Yeah, he tied it today. Okay. So he'll break it in two weeks. Denver 24, Kansas City 9, last game of the, of the show. Uh, this this was actually a good loss for the Chiefs, believe it or not, because now they'll trade for a wide receiver. But who? Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins is the well, like. It's got to be. How do you do that to Will Levis, though? Oh, the hey, Titans are in it now. Come over and be our quarterback of the future. By the way, you just lost DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. Go eat a banana with the peel on. They got Scott Moore in return. Um, <laughs> Like, there's nobody on Washington because they said if they lose this game, they're going to be sellers. Mm-hmm. They're not trading McLaurin. They're not trading nope. Dotson. Nope. The Chiefs already have seven Curtis Samuels. They don't mm-hmm. need him. I got it. Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah, that's the difference maker right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Marquise Brown's not available? Apparently not. Marquise Brown would make sense. There was a report today that, that they, they want to trade Marquise Brown. I don't think they trade Marquise Brown. No, I think they said they want to keep him, right? And that happened today? I think they did say that. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, see. J- Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton made some nice catches today. <laughs> yeah, auditioned. Yeah. Audition. Can they have one of those guys? I mean, what do we make of uh, uh, Pacheco with a bad game? But for the for the Broncos, yes, the Broncos, Cooper Cup. Yeah, the Broncos came. Rams in, just tear it all down. Uh, the Broncos came yeah. into the game. All right. The Broncos came into the game last in time as possession. They had the ball for nearly thirty-four minutes, and Russell Wilson with a three-touchdown game on nineteen pass attempts. How much faith do you have in him? I know he has his bye. Then he's at Buffalo, then Minnesota, then Cleveland. Uh, Buffalo, I guess, isn't necessarily so bad. But uh, how much faith do you have in Russell Wilson going forward? Very limited still. It's uh, I, I want to see what else what happens Tuesday. Like They should still be selling if they can. Like Try and get draft picks and rebuild it however mm-hmm. you possibly can. 30 touches for Javante. You look, look, look good. Really awesome. Yeah. So and how do you value man, him? Jaleel McLaughlin's really good too. Yeah, I know. How do you value Javante Williams? I mean, is he a t- Tony Pollard or Javante? <laughs> Tony Pollard oh my or Javante? gosh. Tony Pollard or Javante Williams? I'll still say Pollard over Williams, but people are going to be excited about Williams getting all this work and huge opportunity in a game script that was favorable to him. 66% of the snaps, all seven of their snaps inside the 10. So I think it's pretty clear who the main running back is in Denver moving forward. Top 20. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he could be right in that top 20 range. Okay. I've got the snaps for Taysom Hill. Heath, were you, did you do the, the, routes, right, the, the Kevin routes. McAllister for that fumble? So, no. Oh, okay. That wasn't for the fumble. That was, that was for me trying to figure out how I valued Javante Williams. Ah, gotcha. Uh, Dave, what do we got? Finish the show with the most important thing of the week. The snap, the routes run by Taysom <laughs> routes Hill. Routes run by Taysom Hill. Anybody have any guesses? It's eight, more than one. Eight routes. Seven. Seven, eight. Are we going closest without going over? Sure. Okay, then six. Um, more. Oh, wait, no, I did that wrong. Eight. More routes than Tyson Bateman <laughs> interceptions. <laughs> I say eight. I keep Correct. What do you got? Not more routes than Chargers points through the first quarter of their game. Twelve. Twelve. Damn it! I, I had it at eight, and then I switched to six because I did the I did the math wrong. Terrible way You're for me to end the show. Test. Yeah. Okay, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you tomorrow with Beyond the Box Score on Fantasy Football Today. docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire now streaming on Paramount Plus.